یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 65 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan! Episode number 65, Karan. Can you guess how many people have won that number? 65. Um, 65 sounds like a, like a cool number to wear. Uh, uh, maybe one person? Let's go. I'm going to go with one. Yeah, I think you're right on like both things. 65 does seem like a cool number to wear and you're also spot yeah. on about one person ha- have ever won. won that jersey some dude named and it was? George Ratkowicz who played for the Syracuse Nationals in 1950 so that's as obscure we as you can get <laughs> we need to come to the yeah, modern times here uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we need to be like Luka Doncic who's embraced jersey number 77 which i'm sure we'll talk about um in in the later parts of this episode but um yeah just to give a perspective to our listeners about when we're recording this it's the 26th of june peak into football world cup season but Uh, yes. This is a this is a basketball podcast and we will talk about basketball but before all that Karan uh, what's your world cup team Oh I always root for Spain uh, since I've been a Real Madrid fan like you all my life Yeah uh, I just sort of like default to Spain even though they play tiki taka Barcelona style which is kind of annoying when it's not working uh, <laughs> just like the game yesterday yeah. but I I I root for Spain all the time and I will always have uh, what about you Yeah uh, me too I've always been uh, I, I don't know if I've ever got like my own team to support in world cups but uh, yeah. spain is the one that i come closest to and sometimes i like certain storylines certain player uh, yeah. player stories and stuff like that so i'm fully on the neymar brazil bandwagon as well so let's let's see if we could get a nice brazil versus spain final um, to, to but you live perfect. in australia so at, you know at least you have that at least they're in the world cup that's that's yeah, something to care yeah they are they they're shit but they're in the world cup so. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're there yeah the, see Every time a World Cup rolls around, it makes me think, mm-hmm. if if India just make it, we have so many fans who will oh, yeah. be so passionate. I'm definitely we'll going be, wherever it is. We will lose it. Like the amount of, uh, and I think this is the sneaky reason why FIFA wanted to make it to 48. Not necessarily just for India, but to get China too in the yeah. World Cup. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a dumb idea to expand it to 48 teams because there's enough bad teams already. But that's... a rant for another day <laughs> that is def- that is definitely a rant for another day um we've got we've got a lot of things to rant about as we normally tend to um but maybe we'll st- okay <laughs> maybe we'll start on a on a positive note um l- let's talk about the bfi's own 3x3 event that was held in bangalore recently which is a bit different to the 3bl league that we spoke about some time back which has drafted yeah. players for um various cities and stuff like that but um yeah yeah w- can you can you tell our listeners what these two different leagues are even though they're more or less the same thing or should be the same thing it's 3 on 3 basketball so like i am as a as a blanket judgment on this i'm not taking it very seriously yeah uh and i've sort of irks me that uh the federation and the sponsors have sort of put their attention on th- on the development of 3 on 3 a bit more than the the 5 on 5 version but um chalo it's better than nothing right <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh so yeah the 3bl league ha- has been going on for almost a month and that's an independent league of the federation and and they are holding uh, every two weekends they're going to a different city to hold a small tournament of the season so it's like i think six different uh, legs of the tournament mm-hmm. uh they were in delhi first and then they were in um uh, as of where our man kopala krishnan a few episodes ago told us all about the the crazy basketball culture in mizoram and um uh the the bfi version of the 3 on 3 event is a fiba asia uh it's called fiba asia quest 3 and 3 on 3 mm-hmm. which is a fiba asia larger 3 on 3 asia event and the india qualifiers for it were held in bangalore were held in basically what has become uh, indian basketball's home stadium in uh, <laughs> in, in your hometown let's um, see if you can say it now shri kantirava ah perfect <laughs> <laughs> i knew i was going to be put on the spot <laughs> <laughs> did you do the preparation uh, and stuff for it that's perfect <laughs> i i practiced yeah loki i practiced uh, so so congrats to uh, the the team from from bengal they call the bengal tigers great name what a name who, who won the who, who won, won the men's tournament 
and the woman's team was called Ludhiana Sparks. So, which is I would have gone for Ludhiana Butter Chickens. Which just it, come on, yeah. why would you not call your team Butter Chickens from Ludhiana? Yeah, or what, some something along those lines. Ludhiana Anyways, Sparks uh, is not not too bad though. It's very like LA Sparks sort of ring to it, and Ludhiana is like the LA of Indian basketball. in terms of um, you know popularity and stuff so it's, it's pretty cool lodhiana is the la of indian basketball ne- never have those words <laughs> been said together <laughs> um i think we should we can just end the podcast now <laughs> retire <laughs> um cool yeah so uh, congrats to lodhiana the la of indian basketball for winning uh, uh, the women's championship And so the teams from um, the men's team from Bengal and uh, let me see the third place was Tamil Nadu. Tamil Nadu were also the Tigers, so mm-hmm. there were two Tigers, uh, which is I find it troubling. It's too it sounds too close to Tamil Tigers yeah. to be called your Tamil Nadu Tigers. But anyways, um, yeah, they, they didn't they didn't really have like uh, employ cre- good creatives to come up with these names. They didn't think that hard enough. Yeah. So 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 they, they, actually they came third place uh, I'm I'm confusing myself it, the the two only the finalists make it to the next level mm-hmm. so in the men's tournament it's um, Bengal Tigers and and Ludhiana Steelers which is the men's team from Ludhiana mm-hmm. and the women's team were teams were um, the Ludhiana slash LA Sparks Ludhiana slash LA Sparks and I think the Tamil Nadu uh, women's team I think so <laughs> that's a great It, name <laughs> It's uh, it's it's it, it was a bit confusing. Yeah. But yeah, these are the teams who made it through the next round. So congrats to them, and um, I'm glad the BFI is doing this. I just hope they didn't do it at the expense of banning other players in other leagues. Huh. Speaking about bans, just... <laughs> um, yeah, last week's or last fortnight's episode of Amjot um, was quite popular, and thanks to all of you to, for listening to us, our, our episode about Amjot. Um, and if and you guys haven't, please go and listen to that. That that is one of the best episodes we've ever done. Yeah, I'm Jyot Singh, India's India's best player, really opened his heart out and and talked to us about issues that are so troubling, but but had to be said about Indian basketball. Yeah, it's in a in a classic like Indian basketball manner. Sometimes these things are just hard to understand why why they even happen, but they do. They do. They do always. Um, yeah. So. the reason why i said about uh, why i spoke about amjot is because india's next round of qualifiers are on and this is what i meant um as a, as a rant current um we're going to be we're going to be taking on syria and jordan on june 28th and july 1st respectively we are a solid 0 for 4 out of the other four games that we've played uh, and yeah. it's safe to imagine that with with amjot banned and uh, obviously palpreet banned as well uh, and some of the injuries that we are kind of nursing right now um that is likely to end up at 06 right yeah uh, so i mean i think amritpal still hurt mm-hmm. uh i don't think vishesh has made his comeback yet to national team I, i mean i haven't seen the 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 lineup yet which is another <laughs> another rash to be honest that this two days before the tournament and we don't know the lineup yet the bfi has, hasn't announced it um so no amjot no and as far as i know no vishesh no no amritpal uh, no palpreet obviously uh we so uh, we do have ha- we have had an uh, satnam singh be the center f- sort of center point of of the, of this qualifiers team for pretty much the last 6 months or so since he came back from uh the g league satnam has been very dedicated to the national team so we, so we must give credit where it's due he's playing very hard for the national team and he's uh, like we aren't winning much but he's getting his reps and he's going to play more high level basketball than he's had had a chance to do in the last few years um but i i think we can chalk up two more losses unless we pull off a miracle against syria who mm-hmm. we should have beaten at home um I, i don't think that'd be impossible if we have a miraculous game and beat syria on the road but um i i have almost no hopes against the jordan game so um this should be the end of our qualifying campaign <laughs> this weekend <laughs> Hey, it's a good thing that uh, that the basketball world cup comes around every 4 years so we'll just yeah. we'll have another shot very soon <laughs> yeah we will we'll have, we'll, have, we'll continue having opportunity to ban our best players from the biggest tournaments absolutely absolutely <laughs> nice nice to see us in this kind of a mood this um, this time instead of this most of a mood last last time we recorded um yeah uh, so that that's it for the indian basketball news uh, front and 
we obviously haven't recorded anything since the NBA finals took place and we've got a lot to talk about I'm sure um, about this current especially since you've been kind of itching to get on a LeBron rant we'll we'll hear that in due time but before that I think it's time for our special guest segment of the podcast so why don't you tell our listeners who we're going to be speaking with today and what we're going to talk about well we our, our special guest today is great because we usually talk about the NBA from such a distance you know like we we're sitting at our homes watching it on on TV and having like our dumb opinions but um <laughs> hey, our, our great guest opinions. today is a, a, a great dumb opinions yeah and uh, our guest today is an indian journalist who actually got a chance to spend a lot of time in cleveland and oakland the two cities where the finals were held um and in person got to experience the mood uh of both fan bases got to experience like some of the best players play uh in front of his own eyes and uh and he's here to talk about it so i would like to introduce amit kamath from first post so i want to introduce amit kamath uh on hoop darshan uh amit is a sports journalist with first post and uh as far as all the 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 scouting i've done on your twitter profile you've also worked with hindustan times and midday um i have yes uh so amit thanks a lot for giving us your time man and most recently like we very specifically wanted you on because uh, we wanted to talk about the nba finals we sort of haven't talked about it uh for the for the last two weeks since it's finished um uh-huh. and you were actually in person you were in cleveland and then you went to uh, oakland to sort of uh, check out the golden state warriors parade too so that must have been uh-huh. insane like i want to talk about the cleveland trip first uh, for games 3 and 4 tell us a little about it like how did this whole trip work out and and how was the experience of going there okay so uh, i basically went there on the invite of nba india as in they wanted to take journalists along there to you know see the nba finals experience the madness that is nba finals and all of that so um the thing about cleveland is that uh, it's it's a really hopeful city i mean when you with your team tunnel down you you see the las vegas bookies have basically discounted you out you see that everybody else is talking about uh, the cleveland support casters being no chances no hopers yeah you see everybody talking about how uh, golden state warriors have what four all stars yeah. three all stars yeah so yeah four so everybody is just focusing on those things and you go to cleveland you so when i went there the team was the their team was already tuned down but it didn't feel like it as in every shop front that i saw had a go cavs a display going for it the buses there had go cabs written on it mm-hmm. i mean these guys for some reason i mean i wouldn't blame them considering what happened in 2016 yeah but yeah. everybody i i spoke to i met they were very hopeful that a miracle was coming hmm. i think that's the lebron effect that they just think if you have lebron anything is possible which i think after the 2016 finals i'm glad you brought that up it's sort of he came down from 3-1 so i the expectation was why couldn't he do it again and especially uh, yeah. since game 1 was such a nail biter like he almost pulled off a miracle in game 1 they if it wasn't for a jr smith brain fart pretty much it, it would have been such a close series um so so so, so th- th- there was a lot of optimism, optimism and of course they didn't know about lebron's uh, injury yet no one knew exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the thing is uh, so i i even interviewed so there's uh, i don't know if you I, you guys probably know about this but uh, so cleveland uh, before the 2016 title the city of cleveland which has the cleveland browns the cleveland indians and the cavaliers so that that city had never experienced sporting success for the last 52 years like they had a sports drought of 52 years where all three of their teams went without winning any championship Mm-hmm. 2016 kind of changed that as in the cavaliers when they won 52 years of just sporting misery had gone had ended in a minute mm-hmm. so uh, that is also probably why they are so hopeful like they know that as long as lebron is there something will happen and i mean you wouldn't blame them like if you saw game 3 like the f- i think the first half the cavs were leading when the first half ended yeah well yeah so, i'm glad he bought it about the game so we all sort of know that lebron was going to be e- even his whatever his alleged injury was like we knew he was still going to be really really good he was at least going to match durant and steph you know at the very worst um yeah 
what was the mood like about the rest of these like if you talk to locals there like it cuz like Kevin Love is still an all-star like let's not forget that he's not you know he's some scrub he was playing for exactly. them um they, they, they had someone like Christian Thompson who was very valuable in the 2016 championship they lost Kyrie okay. which has obviously hurt them so much mm-hmm. but um they are in my mind they're not as the supporting card is is cast is not as bad as they were advertised to be um yeah what what was the sort of feel among the cleveland fans about well and specifically jr smith also you know uh, and the rest of this cast i mean uh, the the thing was jr smith was roundly you know cast as a villain even in cleveland i mean they really liked the city they were really backing the city they knew that these guys are not probably as good as the warriors players but then they were all backing their city except for jr smith like they <laughs> that that bit was i guess it's inexplicable inexplicable to a city yeah like and and the the thing about jr smith is uh because of what he did it kind of papered over uh, george hills free throw miss i yes. mean if george hill makes that free throw there is no need for all of this drama So George Hill kind of snuck under the radar. J.R. Smith was painted as the villain. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I like to quote that George Hill. Uh, J.R. Smith actually gave right after the uh, first game. He said, "You know, it's good that it was me because I'm used to, you know, being the laughing stock." <laughs> it's so. I yeah. understand why though, because anyone can miss a free throw. Like that sort of. Um, that th- that's not an outlandish thing to happen. but right. yeah the the jr smith situation was was crazy so so uh, have you had experience of watching nba games in person before or was this your first one no this is my first one so game 3 of the nba finals is your first nba game like that is insane yes yeah, pretty that's good. Uh, exactly yeah that's a pretty high standard it's never going to be this good again amit i'm letting you know <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, every yeah. other game you watch because you you get to see lebron uh, steph kd You you get to see basically in my opinion what was the greatest Kevin Durant game and I've been like following Kevin Durant for a decade. So um mm. tell us a little bit about that. He's on the road, everyone's booing him. He's sort of playing in this hostile environment and he has this 43 point 13 rebound outburst. Right. What was what, what was that like? What, what was the, how was it like was there a feel of inevitability towards it when Kevin Durant started taking over? Yeah, it it was because I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, in 2017 he did the same thing. In game three, he completely took over the game and he basically overpowered these guys. So the Cleveland fans have been this beer before. Yeah. Uh, so when he started, you know, uh, performing, started scoring, all of that started happening. Uh, the air certainly went out for a minute, but then because you have LeBron and the fans don't know that, you know. his hand is maybe broken or in a cast and all of that so there was still hope mm-hmm. um and i'd like to add that even after if you look at it that way even after game 3 uh, there was still hope there was nobody who was there was no you know inevitability to the result yeah so we'll 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 get to that like um mm-hmm. so uh, just on a like sort of round up game 3 uh So that big shot by Durant, which is was uh, pretty much a carbon copy of his big shot from Game Three a year ago. Correct. Correct. And he just has like this very nonchalant expression, like I've done this shit a million times before. <laughs> After he hit that shot, yeah. what was the mood like? Did this was it just fizzled out? In, because I I know that you say that there was still hope after going three nil, but to everyone who's sort of like followed the history of basketball, you're three nil down. You're that right. means you're done. Like it's sort of it, it means you're you're absolutely zero. You're going to be swept. Yeah, right. and uh, or if not swept, like there's no chance of a comeback, you know. And right. and that shot pretty much sealed the series. Um, mm-hmm. d- 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 was there that moment that okay now we are done? Like now we are really feeling that there's no way back, or what you said earlier that that there was still some optimism left after game three. In fact, there was optimism left. I mean, the the word on everybody's lip for the the four five days that I was there was LeBron James. I mean, everybody kept talking about him so much. There were, in fact, uh, I remember on on a street there was a shop front where they had actually made uh, like they'd put up his number everywhere and they'd called him the goat. I mean, 
and yeah. one more thing I'll, i think maybe we could talk we'll talk about this later like the inevitability that maybe he's leaving for la or all of that so everybody i spoke to even these guys were also hopeful that he's going to stay there th- that there's a lot of optimism there being 3-0 down and thinking lebron will stay because um, exactly I, i think every neutral fan in the world would was like okay this kind is of knows yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so so now we are in game 4 and um, everyone mm. except cleveland thinks it's over <laughs> but, but but you are saying that the mood was still would you say pre game they it still felt upbeat. like there was a yeah, chance yeah. it was it was really upbeat i mean mm. uh for a change though the the uber or whatever vehicles we were taking to transport ourselves around they kept telling us that they ferried a lot of warriors fans So what was happening is there were a lot of Warriors fans who traveled down all the way to Cleveland just to watch the game, just to see their team win it at Cleveland's home. Yeah, yeah. So that was of course a, a fact. But then, uh, so there was one theory that all the Cleveland fans kept saying that, you know, I don't think the Warriors would want to win here. They, if they want to win a title, they might as well win it on their home turf. So that, yeah, yeah, so that more of their fans can watch it. Yeah, so the story of Game Four turned out to be an uh, like Steph Curry pretty much from the very first sort of. I think I, right. I remember he had an offensive rebound and and a, and a putback, and he just sort of mm-hmm. like that was his like I I also want to be Finals MVP game, um, mm-hmm. and he was dominant yeah. like for and and th- th- that's sort of like to me um, it was it was a very impressive showing because it was his way of like not waiting till Game Five. He's like we are gonna end this tonight, you know. Um, right. Now, have n- 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 this is the uh, other sort of like uh, being in arena magic moment. Now, of course, you were not in uh, the Golden State Warriors arena where it'd be different. But the moment Steph Curry goes on one of these like crazy shooting displays where it seems like he can't miss a single thing, it mm-hmm. it just feels very deflating to the opposing fan. And um, especially with Game Four, I'm sure, as the lead got bigger and bigger, and he kept hitting every shot. Uh, The, the the dawning that this is the end of the season must have sort of crept upon the fan base, right? It did, it did, it did. I mean, the 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 noise in the entire stadium just went out. It was like a balloon had been pricked somewhere, and the air just went out. Hmm. Um. And then when LeBron got, got subbed out for the final time with like four minutes to go or something. I mean, yeah. That... By then it was by then it was kind of inevitable. Like the the moment LeBron steps out. The entire uh, fans. I mean, it's it's like watching a cricket match. You know, when <laughs> fans know that you know it, India is not going to win, they start streaming yeah. out. So it, it, there was that moment also. Like when LeBron gets subbed out, everybody starts like leaving home. Yeah, yeah leaving for home. Did you stay for the award ceremony afterwards, where they give the Finals MVP and the trophy? <laughs> I actually didn't because uh, the the match uh, gets over at some eleven o'clock. Yeah, and we were finding really finding it really difficult to get vehicles to take us back to our hotel and stuff, which okay. is on the outskirts. So, uh, Amit, I want to change the scenery a little bit here. Uh, after finishing your trip to Cleveland, you did go to Oakland as well. Uh, now it's unfortunate that you couldn't see a match there, but you did end up seeing the parade, right? So, what was your what was your opinion? I did. I did. What was your opinion on what the parade was like? What was the mood in the city and Uh, completely different from Cleveland, where you said the air had been com- sucked out and then it went silent. But quite the opposite in Golden State, I imagine. It was, it was. And the the thing about what struck about the parade, what struck me about the parade was, uh, so I've been to a couple of these, uh, you know, when Mumbai Indians have won or when India has won, all of that I've been to. Mm-hmm. But at the Golden State Warriors parade was the first time I saw players that up close. I mean. If I wanted to, I could have actually touched their bus. It, so the press is basically like they are they are not barricaded outside along with the fans. Mm-hmm. So the it's really you are really up close with the you know the emotions. And uh, what I really liked was uh, all the a lot of these uh, oh, cavalry uh, sorry the warriors fans they they got in uh, brooms. For uh, yeah, the for sweep. the uh, for the celebration, yeah. I mean to to signify a sweep. Yeah. There was that. There was there were other like really tiny moments where 
at one point uh, i think their their coach steve kerr he took over the microphone and said a few words for the for the crowd there was one moment when steph curry broke into a jig while holding the trophy there was one moment where uh, i think uh, was it chavel magi yeah who jumped out of the uh, jumped out of the bus and like went to greet the fans yeah <laughs> that we sounds like for a very, for like i think sounds like a very chavel yeah, magi thing to do yeah for 5 minutes he was basically among the fans yeah. <laughs> who would and you say was the parade mvp like, oh uh, i think yeah i think it should be javel magi although <laughs> here again steph had that moment where he said that he also wanted to be a mvp in the parade yeah just like he had in game 4 <laughs> excellent stuff uh, what what do you think was the mood in the city uh, of oakland like cuz there there was a bit of a sense that you know they they've gotten used to this team winning and maybe championships don't mean as much to the city or or the fans as much because it's come this easy did you, did you feel any of that at all or did they just celebrate it like you imagined uh, any team would celebrate uh, a multiple title no i think i think uh, so oakland before this i mean before this era they've not won too many titles they won what three titles two titles something Yeah. So yeah, for, I think I think they 30 or 40 years they were one of the worst run franchises in the NBA. So it's Exactly. It's, so yeah. I'm assuming that any victory that comes they'll take it. If if they go on to win five more titles, they'll still take it. Um, But you know what the most remarkable thing about the city was? I mean, uh, not just the day of the parade. So I was staying in San Francisco uh for some 7 days before and after the parade. I mean, the parade was on the third day of my stay. and every second person i saw in san francisco had some sort of gear about the warriors it would either be a cap it would be a jersey it would be something or the other to signify that they support the warriors i mean i've never seen that in any other city mm-hmm. were there any big uh, clay thompson moments because loki he is actually the the most entertaining member of the squad <laughs> when but when the time strikes right so uh, okay. So, so the thing about Clay Thompson, uh, I'm glad you guys asked me about Clay Thompson. Uh, so when I was in Cleveland, uh, I kept asking these guys what they think about the Warriors players, and uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Steph Curry also has been born uh, was born in Akron, uh, just as uh, LeBron was. Same hospital. Uh, hello. <laughs> It's the same hospital they were born into. Really? Yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. It's, <laughs> It's a hospital oh, that takes okay. champions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so the thing was the the weird part was everybody that i spoke to they said that you know they are okay with kevin durant irrespective of how many times he's broken their heart because when they look at him they see a mature guy when they look at somebody like a steph curry or a clay thompson or even a uh a, a draymond green they see people who are not just winning but they are also rubbing their faces they're sh- they're doing their little jigs while they're you know hitting the three pointers so that kind of chaffed i mean mm. you can beat us but don't rub our noses in like there's no need for that and that is why the stoicism of uh, kevin durant kind of endures into you know maybe cleveland fans or fans all over the nba mm-hmm. that's that's a really interesting perspective um, yeah you, I, i suppose you have to be you have to be in the mindset of cleveland fans to to see it from that angle right Yeah, you, you spoke. I about mean, you're asking what? Uh, yeah, sorry, cut. No, no, I was just gonna say like, I, I, my, my, my like takeaway on that is, I think if you're winning, you can do whatever the hell you want. Like it's correct. It's uh, it, it's part of the ent- entertainment of the game, to be honest. And I know Koshik, you're not a Draymond Green fan. No, but I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I'm all for rubbing it in the opponent's faces. Why not? If you're <laughs> if you're doing it right, then <laughs> why should you do it? uh and 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 with durant like i understand why cuz he's he just seems like he's talent wise he matches lebron's level so they can understand mm-hmm. someone like him beating them but with the Correct. rest of the warriors they they are sort of unexpectedly good they weren't no one sort of saw them becoming world beaters you know steph looks right. like a very weak and small guy clay and draymond were late picks so so i i can get why it can be irritating because with durant you expect it but with these guys being so good it's 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 probably annoying Yeah, yeah, that too, that too. Uh, 
Amit, you spoke about asking the Cleveland fans about what they felt about the Warriors. I, I want to throw that question right back at you. What are your What are your mm-hmm. big takeaways from this Warriors super team, and what do you think of them um, going ahead in the next next season and and beyond? See, again, uh, I I hate to go back to LeBron every time like a Cleveland fan or something, but I think the future of the NBA basically, or even the next two seasons maybe, depends on what happens to LeBron next. Like if he decides to stay at Cleveland, maybe they'll make it to the finals, but they are going to be swept again. Maybe it'll be a four-one or something. But if he goes to like a Philadelphia 76ers or an LA Lakers, like, who knows? Um, do you um, did, did did you get any any feel of what you know what the mood was like where 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 the fans think LeBron will go in in Cleveland or 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 or, exactly. or the other way around like you can answer both these questions do the fans in in the do Golden State fans even care where LeBron will go or like if they're confident enough in in their own team I I didn't exactly have conversations about LeBron with gold uh, you know with. Uh, Warriors fans, because I mean it's kind of pointless because they were having their big moment. Why ask them about something else that is not relevant to them at that moment? So I didn't, I didn't specifically talk to them, but I did talk to a lot of Cleveland fans about LeBron and what he does. So uh, in fact, I interviewed a, a documentary maker. Uh, his name is Andy Billman. He's uh, the he's the director of a documentary called Believeland. Uh, it's an ESPN 30 for 30 documentary, and uh, so when I was talking to him, he was saying that it's really likely that uh, LeBron will stay because he's already gone through the grind. He's he's seen what happens when he moves, and uh, now right now he has what three kids, so I don't think he wants to like you know pick up his family, move them to another city, and go through the whole grind again and all of that. It's it's really likely, according to Cleveland fans and the director Billman, uh, it's really likely that the, the, he stays. Well, I guess we'll find out very very soon, actually. Um, exactly. Amit, before we let you go, uh, uh, any other sort of unexpected personalities that sort of you know uh, that surprised you, or, or 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 any other stories that like that you remember from this trip? Um. Um, let me think about this. Uh, yeah, so uh, trouble, so yeah, so I, I I remember asking all of these fans, you know, if if LeBron does leave this time around again, uh, what happens? Like, does uh, will we see, you know, his jerseys being burned in the streets of Cleveland like we saw last time? Uh, everybody I spoke to, they said they will be disappointed, they will be dejected, but they won't be angry this time. Yeah. Because I mean, he's already won them a title. It yeah. was a title that, like, whatever they, the city had not seen for some fifty-two years. So that monkey is off their back right now. Yeah, so they yeah, don't yeah. really exactly. Sorry, you were saying? No, I'm just saying like LeBron in Cleveland is now immortal. Like he's he, exactly he, he's untouchable there as an icon. Right. And although surprisingly, uh, when I was in Cleveland, I didn't see any you know streets. Uh, or anything named after the statues of LeBron, except for that ten-story poster that is there. Yeah, I the mean, statue will come. They they, they yeah, usually exactly. save, they usually save the statues of players that retire, except in the okay. case of Michael Jordan because he retired for a couple of years, and then they build the and statue. And then came back. And he played yeah. in, like, which to me is just so insane. He played in the building that had the statue outside of him. <laughs> Right, right. Oh, th- I also learned a very interesting story about uh, Cleveland. I mean, yeah. the, the city is so used to you know sporting mediocrity yeah. that just last year in 2017, some 3,000 Cleveland fans, uh, Cleveland Browns fans actually, they yeah. showed up to have a parade for uh, Cleveland Browns' 0-16 season. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> They, and the best part about this parade was they raised all the money through whatever through a GoFundMe or or something, and the parade route was an exact zero, right around the stadium. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> that's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, 
on on the one hand there is this and on the <laughs> other hand uh, so i remember i spoke about the 10 story yes. poster so basically the company which put it up uh, hello yes. yes yeah yeah so the company which put it up uh, they apparently wanted to take it off uh, to put up their own poster for their anniversaries their 150 year anniversary yeah. they were actually petitioned by some thousands of cleveland fans yeah to not do it <laughs> eventually they ended up not touching it that's awesome <laughs> that's that's speaks to his stature in the city i guess yeah. well so uh, amit before you go um just a quick prediction prediction if you are booking your tickets to visit next year's nba finals which two mm-hmm. cities are you going to just make that prediction now um i think again oakland obviously and for some reason i feel i might end up going to philadelphia ah, ah interesting for okay. there first i would have picked I would boston, have boston. Yeah. yeah yeah here we go <laughs> but that's a good call um amit thank you so much for joining us for giving us your time uh, it was great talking to you and uh, hopefully I'll, I'll we'll we'll meet in in person as real human beings do at some point <laughs> cheers yes yes definitely thanks amit yeah, thanks right. guys for having me take care amit bye bye So I want to thank Amit Kamath for joining us on Hoop Darshan episode 65 um and giving us uh, a great sort of on the ground uh you know reportage of how the finals went I I could tell that he's his sympathies side lying towards the underdog Cleveland right yeah. like he went there first um I I I could tell that he really felt for the fan base there and and for the loss they're about to experience Yeah, absolutely. About the experience, straight straight into that. Um, so we spoke about um, your your opinions on on LeBron early on in the episode before we spoke to Amit, um, and you've been teasing this kind of rant uh, for a couple of weeks now, Karan. So yeah. let let's hear it in its like absolute best. I don't know if you're like feeling up to ranting right now, but uh, maybe when you start talking about it, you'll you'll get there. <laughs> well, I no, I don't have the same like passion about it that I did right after the finals. Yeah, but. I guess like the 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 larger annoyance the larger annoying thing for me about the LeBron situation future Laker is LeBron that, you mean I'm sorry future Laker LeBron you mean Laker LeBron <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I know like you 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 have to prepare yourself to start defending him right the moment he makes his decision yeah absolutely but um <laughs> but but my 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 issue with it is that there's there's so many excuses for LeBron's failures and it it kind of irks me that there's no modern player who gets who who's given so many excuses for you know also oh, uh, he lost the 2011 finals because it was the first time he lost the 2007 finals because the spurs were better he lost the 2014 finals because of an air conditioner in san antonio he lost like the next finals cuz kyrie and love got hurt they lost the last two years cuz you know kevin durant is in it's like every team has had an excuse for all these years you know if we if you really want to go back like this year he immediately had the the injury in his hand as if clay and steph haven't been playing with ankle injuries this whole time <laughs> as if you know the the finals that the, the warriors lost the 73 and 9 team didn't have steph basically play injured the whole playoffs and uh bogut getting hurt igudala getting hurt you know so it's I, i just find this this revisionist history to protect lebron's legacy kind of annoying because every every championships has ever been won has has happened on luck like l- let's just be real about it. like every team has sort of gotten away with something even the lakers three peat if it wasn't for the amazing comeback against the trail blazers or that the refereeing decisions against the kings you know like history could go many ways at any given point but uh it's i i, I just find the, the, the like the, the lebron defenders were ready with and excuse the moment he was going to lose and of course him showing up with the 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 elbow cast in his hand which was his own fault by the way yeah <laughs> uh is is just ridiculous to me i i just think like take the loss you got swept um and 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 the other issue is like the whole sort of narrative about the it being an unfair a situation between the warriors and the cavs lebron built the cavs this is the team that he wanted to to have you know like yeah. the the reason that they don't have better players are, is beca- is because Tristan Thompson gets too much money thanks to LeBron JR Smith gets too much money thanks to LeBron uh Kevin Love is there because he wanted that trade from for the number 1 pick 
uh, and Kyrie left because he didn't want to play with LeBron. So like, let's it it is kind of his own doing. Now I'm not taking anything away from his individual talent. He is the best player in the NBA and and has been the best player since Jordan. But I I don't like the the conversation tarnished with these like asterisks for him. You know. Yeah. Uh, to me, the last the, the last few years have not been about LeBron. They've been about the Warriors. Like they are the team that they, they, they whether we like it or not, and and they sort of you know they, they cheapen their way to success by getting Kevin Durant. Uh, so I, the LeBron one championship obviously means more to the Cleveland fan base than three might mean to you know, or at least the next the last two might mean to mm-hmm. uh, the Warrior fan base. Yeah. But. It is what it is. They are the team of of this moment, um, and and they don't get enough credit. Actually, I feel that it, the the narrative has shifted to a point of we it's it's all excuses for LeBron instead of giving credit to um, the Warriors for making it work for for like not just having the players, but then actually then going out and succeeding. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't I can't agree more, uh, Karan. I, I feel the same way about this whole situation, and I think there's also. A very very annoying thing that has happened in the last year, maybe last couple of years, that every single game that LeBron's playing, even in the East before he gets to the final, right, is this thing about how he's the goat now and how he's the goat yes. now. Like, uh, come on, like it, he beat the fucking Raptors. It's not a big deal. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. He, he, the, the the Raptors thing was the the most impressive thing he's done in the playoffs because otherwise, yeah, they beat the Pacers who weren't supposed to be that good in seven, and they beat. And they beat the Celtics, who basically had like nobody. In they, seven, they were a bunch again. of young people in Game Seven. So, so, so anyone who's complaining that LeBron didn't have good teammates, like who were Victor Oladipo's teammates? Yeah. You know, like who were uh, who were Al Horford's teammates? So it's uh, I I think like now again the the sweep of the Raptors is amazing. I think LeBron is basically an asteroid who owns. All he he's the reason for the extinction of dinosaurs. Yeah. So so that's his. He will forever own the Raptors. And I made the biggest mistake in my life to think the Raptors <laughs> had a chance because uh, they will never have a chance against LeBron. This is just yeah. not happening. Yeah. I think by the time he retires, his son will own the Raptors too. <laughs> so <laughs> this will go on forever in the East. But um, but yeah. Otherwise, uh, we can't make someone a goat based on what they do in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Like you have to. Uh, and, and by the way, Koshik, I know you loved Kobe Bryant's comments after the after this whole thing. I know that a lot of people found it controversial, but you must have loved them. I, I actually like. I didn't have too much of an opinion. I think that the, the my takeaway of it was that he's trying to stay relevant in this debate that has kind of skipped him and gone straight yeah. to <laughs> Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. And like, I love Kobe, but I like I I wouldn't put him in the in this kind of a debate because. Um, just, just what Jordan achieved and his his story or or whatever it is, I think it's really hard to beat. And and LeBron fans are trying really, really hard to make it a contest. Um, to to a to a sense that where right now they they'd even say that LeBron is the goat, but like Michael he's, Jordan has a better story or whatever. He's, um, yeah. I, I I like yeah. I don't I don't want to I, I don't want to get into that conversation. We we spoke about it in a couple <laughs> of episodes uh, past. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, well, to me, it's the, the the goat thing. Pretty much comes down to, it's again, and we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, right? Like the mm-hmm. that feeling you get with oh, oh LeBron is going to somehow win the East. Like he has, that's how you, people felt about Jordan the, all the time. Like yeah. you just knew, no matter what happens. Yeah. And like I, I texted a, I texted my brother who's a big LeBron fan after Game One. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Like the the closing minutes of Game One. And this was my my Stephen A. Smith, uh, or or this was my Skip Bayless hot take, basically, mm-hmm. that that Jordan would have won that game. <laughs> Jordan would have figured a way out to win Game One. Like I'm seeing, and I, I can say that with a straight face because I think it would have actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, so uh, on the topic of LeBron, Karan, uh, what's your if if you had to put like a hundred bucks down on uh, which team LeBron's going to end up in, what what is your pick? I think him and Paul George are Lakers in 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 a week or two. And why do you feel this? I just feel like every situation like he has is a bad situation. You know, mm-hmm. like there's no... Unless he joins the Rockets, but he's never going to do that. Like yeah. It just feels like he'll be... He'll basically become the... What like people criticize Kevin Durant for doing in a way. But mm-hmm. not as bad. Um, it'll be similar. 
Durant literally joined the team that beat him, so they'll be nothing will be that bad. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be like. Uh, uh, I, I like the narrative for a hot minute about him join, joining the Celtics because mm-hmm. I think make a lot of sense. But then again, Kyrie wanted to leave LeBron. You know, like he specifically didn't want to play with him. Yeah. So I don't know how that would affect the Kyrie situation. Um, the Lakers just make sense from a sense of. Um, they have a lot of assets. I think LeBron just likes to live there. He has two homes in LA. He's he's comfortable, and I think he's reached this. And from from like a lot of you know narratives on on TV and podcasts I've been listening to the last few weeks, it just seems like he's reached a stage in his career where he is going to take comfort and family over ring chasing. Because he's LeBron James. He's he'll always be a contender. He's mm-hmm. never you know not going to be even with even, like, I don't think the Lakers will beat the Warriors, but you know they'll be pretty good with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go for him going to Lakers and him sort of recruiting Paul George to come along with him. Mm. Um, that note, I think uh, Kawhi Leonard ends up with 76ers. I think that's the guy they get. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I think that's a great situation for the Philadelphia 76ers to end up in. He he'd be so perfect for that team. Um, I almost don't want to imagine it. What's that? Wanna have. Uh, He's a better fit for them than LeBron too. You don't want to have Simmons and LeBron in the same team. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's sort of hurt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, my, my own personal take on the, on the Lakers yeah. and LeBron um, saga or potential uh, teaming up of those two. Um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it. I think the way the way I see it for LeBron is that he's he's kind of reached this point in his career where uh, his legacy is set already. And then he can he can take it in whatever direction he wants. I don't think um, there will be a massive change on how people perceive LeBron, um, regardless of whether he wins a title or not. Uh, so I think it's it's going to be more about what. Um, yeah, it might personally come down to things like family and everything. But from an outsider's perspective, I think he's just he just wants to take this um, this next chapter of his life where it it may not necessarily be only about basketball. So. From that sense, I do think that the Lakers are a favorite as well. But I also think that it really is only between um, the Lakers and the Cavs. So he either gets them to you know do some sort of cap jujitsu and clear up so so many things that he can get Paul George to play with him there, or it happens in in Los Angeles. Yeah, I I, I think it's all possible. I think um, if if LeBron wants to sort of change things around. I mean, you could get um, like if he wants Paul George to come to Cleveland, yeah. you they they could always do a sign and trade for, you know, Kevin Love and yeah. uh, uh, Colin Sexton, who was the number one, who was their first round pick. Yeah. For for Paul George, which is I think a good deal mm-hmm. for Oklahoma City getting back too, you know. Yeah. Especially if George has a player option for one more year. Yeah. Um, but I will contest one thing. I think it does matter to LeBron. In LeBron's legacy, how many more rings he wins? You know, like I think LeBron fans think he's the greatest already, but it's debatable. But I feel that if he if he wins a few more rings, he could actually end that debate. Um, I think it does matter, but but I also agree with you that he's sort of reached this. I think the Warriors have broken him. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant and the Warriors they've they, they've sort of uh, everyone except for the Rockets. I think I'll I'll give the Rockets credit in this sense that they made it. They they showed the world that it is possible to beat these warriors. So it's not unbelievable. It's not impossible to stop them. Mm-hmm. But um, I think LeBron feels that he can't ring chase again in this new NBA world anymore. Yeah, he's gonna go for the best situation, and wherever he goes, star players will follow him. You know. Yeah. So um, he will always be a contender. Absolutely, absolutely. The the last thing I want to say about the LeBron thing before we touch on a couple of other topics quickly is um, when LeBron went from. Uh, Cleveland to Miami the first time in 2010 absolutely nobody saw that coming when LeBron yeah. went from Miami back to Cleveland in the manner that he did absolutely nobody saw that coming so maybe maybe we don't know anything yeah it's true maybe he'll be in maybe he'll be a New York Nick in a few days uh, uh, in which case in which case you start which, defending him in which case I take back everything I said in the last 15 <laughs> minutes LeBron you're the greatest <laughs> but you know what the Knicks are so screwed up that they would figure out a way to end LeBron's career too. Like, if, that'll be if he signs with the Knicks, yeah. that'll be the first time LeBron gets hurt properly. It'll be like all of a sudden he's he's gonna have his Kobe Achilles injury and he won't be good anymore. It's just we just curse like that. So. 
Yeah, I, I can see I can see how you're feeling about the future of your team, Karan. Um, <laughs> speaking of future of teams, we just had yes. the NBA draft recently. Let's let's quickly talk about it before we end this um, in this episode. Um, what what was your favorite part about the NBA draft? You you know what mine is. <laughs> My, um, I mean, if you want my honest favorite part of the NBA draft is Luka Doncic's mom. Hundred uh. <laughs> percent. We've we've reached we've reached peak NBA milf era. So um, shout out to her. Um, she, so Luka and his mom got traded to the <laughs> Mavericks. Huge. I mean, Dallas. All all hands down to them for for pulling this. Like for having the number fifth pick and ending up with the best player in the year. Yeah. That is. Uh, uh, amazing work by the, by the Mavs, and they pretty much set themselves up for the next 15 years if they are able to sort of keep this core together, yeah. or keep Luca together. Everything around him, they they can figure out. Yeah, uh, that's how high on I I am on him. Like, and I'm sure Koshik, you share, you share the same opinion. Oh, 100 uh, percent. I I was really worried about you know what other potential destinations he could end up in because I do think that uh, while while I'm like super high on Luca, and I I know that he's gonna take the league by storm eventually. I did want him to end up in a nice situation because, like, no matter how good you are, Sacramento Kings can ruin you. Like, you'll no, no, no <laughs> yes. nothing, nothing ever good comes out of that. I can't remember hey, the last hey, good thing. Did you hear uh, Vlade saying that they're they're they a young super team now? Yes, yes, I heard that. <laughs> um, I I will give him the benefit of the doubt for not being like naturally English speaking, and I think what he meant to say was like really good team, like a superb team. Um, sure, but but let's. See. But there's one. There's one um, drawback to the Kings not taking Luca is that th- that would have been the closest chance of uh, Vivek bringing that. Cause Vivek's been dreaming of bringing the Kings to India as a whole team for a while, mm-hmm. and he could have bought uh, Luca with him. So, yeah, in, but in, now we get to see. In in my defense to, see, to that, I I think he would have brought a sad Luca. Um, <laughs> yes, so. <laughs> but but hey, I, I actually think Marvin Bagley is a pretty good pick. I don't think he's a bad yeah. player to pick. He's just it, it's just that they have to figure. They could ruin him, you know, yeah, yeah. and I, I I hope they don't because he's a good player. De'Aaron Fox is a good player, um, and they have the other Bogdanovich, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah so he's a good player. They have the better um, Bogdanovich. <laughs> they have the better Bogdanovich, sure. Um, and Akashik, so uh, beyond Luca, anyone else? Like uh, DeAndre Ayton? Do you? I, I know that this this will be uh, this could be an Olajuwon Jordan thing. For many years, you know, like mm-hmm. who, did, they, did they pick right? No, I'm not saying that Doncic is going to be as good as Jordan. What I mean is, nor are you saying that Aiton is going to be as good as Elijah. <laughs> as Elijah, what, what I mean is that the they picked the short shot big guy who could who himself be pretty good. Yeah. Um, no, uh, no. I, I, I like the pick. I, li- I like the Andre Aiton. I think yeah. he'll be good. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a good player as well. Uh, you can never kind of project how good some of these people will be maybe on the defensive floor because defending for a, for a center has changed so much in the last few years yes. that um, whatever whatever kind of ideas you have about big men defending, that, that has changed. So uh, it'll be really interesting to see how that kind of core develops. Um, I think it's potentially very, very promising with um, Booker and him being like a big one-two punch. They call themselves Kobe and Shaq 2.0, but that's... We'll see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, yeah. There's a few things that are changing in Phoenix. They've got a new coach. They've got a young team. Uh, I also like their other draft pick. This guy called Eli Okobo from France. He's a very, very yeah. like, speedy, nice, strong point guard. I think he'll be really good in the NBA. Uh, so well, yeah. and Phoenix pulled off the trade for um, Mikhail Bridges from Philly. Yeah, so they they are they have a solid lineup between Booker. I mean, solid young lineup mm-hmm. between Booker, Josh Jackson, DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Like that's a I mean, that's what Vlade should have called the young super team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you make of uh, Hawks training down to get Trey Young? Are you high on Trey Young? Not at all. <laughs> I, I, I mean, he could be his. I read a great scouting report on him somewhere that mm-hmm. his best case scenario is Steph Curry, yeah, and his worst case scenario is Seth Curry. So, <laughs> at this point, like he's, I, I, I. I I don't think everyone can be Steph Curry just because you shoot well, you know. Yeah. And um, and Trey Young really got exposed when team started like figuring out his instincts on defense in college. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, his instincts offensively. Um, I wish him the best, but I think that's a huge risk by, by Atlanta yeah. to to sort of uh, give up Doncic for him. Yeah. Um, uh, and finally, I, um, what about um, your your Knicks picking Kevin Knox? Did they just pick I, him because was, his name sounds like Knicks? It sounds like Knicks. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was hoping for them to take a risk on Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. 
but i think because the knicks have had such a history of being laughed at mm-hmm. they they wanted they didn't want to take uh, you know like someone who could be a bust pretty much yeah um i i i've grown on knox a little bit more after he was drafted but mm-hmm. i'm going to hold my opinion like i think i i i think he could be like i think with um the the bright side of kevin knox is that he's not going to be a bust like he'll definitely be a serviceable guy yeah uh but the ceiling i don't think is very high yeah fair enough uh, and that's as much as you can get in like the 9th and 10th pick right if you get a serviceable guy that's more than enough um and we'll see whether uh david fistel works his magic with this uh, weird bit of roster situation yeah. that i have <laughs> Um yeah speaking to speaking about my my own Lakers picks I had no idea who Moritz Wagner or Hey he's speak- amazing. He is? You're going to like Moritz Wagner. Okay, yes. Okay. Yeah. My wife who's uh who's also a Lakers fan as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh we we watched the a lot of the NCAA championship together. Yeah. And he he was like her favorite player. Oh that's awesome. Cuz like he's he's like this really like uh he's 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 kind of badass like he he mm-hmm. he gets in all sorts of like little fights he's He's going to be like a poor man's Draymond I think. I mean yeah. without the with, like without the trash talking like he he plays really hard. Yeah. Uh and he's scrappy. Mm-hmm. So uh so she was like she he's the only guy she knew when the draft <laughs> began. She's like you who's picking the German. So when like they uh mm-hmm. when they picked him she was just overjoyed with <laughs> like the 24 25 pick. So I I think you like him. I think he's going to be uh he's a good culture player to pick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I can I can buy myself into into some Moritz Wagner stock. I'm also a <laughs> mass, massive fan of uh LeBron will love him. Le, le, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let let me try and say this name. I'm I'm also a massive fan of our second second round pick. Um yeah. Sviotslav Mikhailuk. Not bad. Cool. Yeah. 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 I think he's like a Ukrainian guy also played in college for a couple of years and then like this sharp shooter and stuff like that so uh, I I'm always high I'm irrationally high on euro shooters um yeah. he could be he could be the next Sasha Vujicic for all we know <laughs> <laughs> the machine <laughs> the machine Charlotte the machine uh, yeah yeah that 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 should um should be make it a nice little core for the Lakers to <laughs> <laughs> you can see you can see me um laughing no matter what but we'll, we'll see we'll see how it goes um well e- either way koshik i'm sure by the time we speak again uh there will be there will be some star power in the lakers i'm pretty sure of that even if it's not lebron I, it's likely going to be lebron but mm-hmm. i think you guys will get someone whether it's paul george or whether it's at, it, it could be even be bogey cousins it'll, it'll be somebody yeah um so you, uh you'll definitely be loaded for next season Uh congrats on that preemptively. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I hope I hope I'd, we don't end up with like uh 5 years of Brook Lopez and Isaiah Thomas instead. That would be the that would be the nightmare <laughs> scenario. <laughs> um finally before we leave that, um Karan yeah. um Kawhi Leonard does he start the season in a San Antonio uniform or not? Philly. I'm I'm Philly. I'm saying yeah, Philly. Yeah, all in yeah. on all in on that. Nice. I'm all I think it's it's a perfect fit for everyone. Yeah. I think it just I I'm really salivating over the lineup of um Simmons, JJ Redick, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Joel Embiid. Perfect. So you don't see uh, Fultz there? Fultz what did he say? I think I think Fultz Sarich will probably be part of the trade to get Kawhi. Perfect. Is there is there a more Spurs thing than Sarich ending up there? It's the best. <laughs> be, and and the Spurs will figure a way out to make Fultz good. Yeah. So like I think I think this will work out for everybody. Perfect, perfect. That's that's the kind of note we want to end the podcast on, Karan. <laughs> um, in about three or four days, we'll have um, everybody remember to set boards on notifications because when you wake up from your sleep, you want to see everything that <laughs> went down in those last five six hours or how, how much ever time you sleep, um, and <laughs> you want that straight in your notification screen. You don't want to have to go to Twitter and see dumb people's <laughs> dumb reactions. Uh, just straight up, straight up from Woj. Who? who uh, different teams are being lasered on and who different people can't miss yep. a chance on and stuff like that it's amazing hilarious stuff from Woj i didn't know he had that kind of sense of humor um Wo- all right uh Woj, Woj was the lebron of, uh, of 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 the draft he just dominated Woj def- and uh, definitely was poor shams poor our our our, our own desi buddy shams he love is he love is done he's the he's the shishya who's who's going to eventually yeah. become the guru so perfect stuff exactly um, <laughs> <laughs> on that note i think it's time to end episode 65 of hoop darshan thanks as always guys for listening to us 
um if you want to hit us up on twitter karan is at hoopistani and at karan madhokwan i am at underscore kaushik7 the podcast is at hoopdarshan we're also available on facebook soundcloud itunes and a lot of other places we we are like woj on draft day and on free agent day we're everywhere covering exactly <laughs> uh, until next time then hashtag india basketball Thank you.